I would like to title my sermon as Grieving with Hope. Grieving with Hope. No doubt that we are living in tough days. COVID-19 has challenged our generation like never before. I'm sure by now some of you would have lost your loved ones. Many of you would have lost some of them in your family members, some of them in your family or maybe your distant relative or a friend. Most of you are at least able to relate to another family who is suffering through the loss at this time. Or probably you may not know anyone who has died of COVID-19 from your family or your distant families and friends. But still you feel such a profound sense of loss in your lives. Even though you don't have anyone who lost their lives, there is a profound sense of loss in every one of our lives. You can go to the next slide. You may be still grieving over the loss and trying to recover from the loss. You may be struggling to adjust yourselves hearing the bad news that you keep hearing every day about your loved ones. Or who knows, you may be anticipating a loss of someone in your family because he or she is in a very critical condition. But right now, this morning, I believe that God is speaking to you. The depth of your grief depends on the depth of your association with that person. Someone said, if you can see the next slide, we grieve because we love. The intensity of the grief often proclaims the depth of our love. It is so true. We grieve because we love someone. The intensity of the grief often proclaims the depth of our love for them. This morning I want to talk about grief as I titled my sermon as Grieving with Hope. I want to talk about grief. It is biblical and it is very important that for us to know what is meant by grief and how do we handle this as we are handling it right now. What is grief? Grief is a natural response to loss. It is the emotional suffering you feel when someone or someone you, you love is taken away from their lives. Often it is associated with the pain of losing someone. At times you feel overwhelmed with the grief of losing someone. One may sometimes experience the kind of difficult and unexpected emotions that are you know, ranging from you know, different ways. Somebody feels it's such a shock. Someone goes through some kind of disbelief even in God or denial of what really had happened. Anxiety, distress, anger, and periodic sadness that comes and goes. Loss of sleep and loss of appetite. You know, your grief is seen through various ways in your lives as we try to deal with grief. You can see the next slide. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Family members are unable to be with their loved ones when they die. Or we are unable to mourn someone who is, you know, who, who is dying. We are unable to mourn along with him. 
We are unable to be with the family members in, pers in person during these difficult times. Even at times, the bodies of our loved ones are not even handed to our family members. And we see everyone grieving differently, depending on their personality, depending on their religious beliefs, depending on their maturity, this, depending on their emotional stability, depending on their life experiences, the coping style with the difficulties, and their cultural and traditional background. We see different people grieving in different ways. But we, one thing is true, one thing is constant, that people grieve today of what is happening on the face of this earth. As Christian, one who believes in Lord Jesus Christ, we struggle to handle the reality with the truth that Bible talks about death and life after death. Always that has been my struggle and I believe it's your struggle too. That we struggle to handle the reality of life that we see with the truth that Bible talks about. We can understand the natural death. Someone is aged. Someone is in sick bed for a long time. We can understand that. But we are unable to handle the sudden loss. He has been doing well. He has been so healthy. And he was, you know, he was very fit. But what really happened to him? All of a sudden he lost his life. You know, some of us even, we believe as Christians, we believe in burying our dear ones when they die. But we are unable to accept when their bodies are cremated. This morning we are talking about the realities of life. There is nothing to hide. There is nothing to get afraid of as we have to face this situation one day or the other in our lives. The reality is that such losses come to everyone. Such losses can come to everyone. Today you encounter it and tomorrow you see someone else going through in the same path that you traveled. When you go through something in, our, in your life that tells you, that tells someone that someone else is going through it, he will be going through it soon in his life or her life. Today when you see others going through such situation in their families and their lives, it is good to get reminded that the, that time can come in your life and my life too. And God wants us to get ready. God wants us to prepare. And this morning I'm not here to, to, to throw fear among you. But I want to take you through the word of God and try to understand the time that we are in today and how important it is to know what is grieving and how do we handle grief when it comes on our doorsteps. What does God want us to do during this difficult time, difficult situation? You may be either going through the loss of your loved one. Or maybe you, or you may be seeing someone, someone else, your neighbors and your other, other known families and friends going through difficult times. So what do I do as a child of God? What do I do even, you know, even though I'm still alive on the face of this earth, I do not know what exactly I need to do as I'm living on the face of this earth. Paul says, if we can come to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 4, Paul says, if you can read that with me, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Verse 4, who comforts us in all our tribulations. That's important. God comforts us in all our tribulations. He is a God of comfort. 
that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. You know, God is asking you to do two things right now. God is asking that we need that comfort to deal with the, the losses that we encounter. We need that comfort. We need the comfort to deal things within ourselves. And secondly, we may be able to comfort others with the same comfort that we receive from God. Where does our comfort come from? Our comfort comes from our God. You know, if God is not speaking to you, if God is not revealing that to you, if God has not given you a revelation, you are going to grieve over the loss lifelong. You need your God. You need the revelation to come from your God to come out of the grief that you're suffering through right now in your life. And once you receive that comfort, you're not going to be keep quiet. And God wants to use you even at this situation. And God wants to use you in such a way that you will bring the comfort that you receive from your God into the life of others. Children of God, you have a purpose on the face of this earth. It's not that God has done with us it. It's not that we are, we are, we are, we are anymore. We, we do the will of God or do the work of God. You know, there is so much need to be done on the face of this earth. The reason that you are alive today, God has not done with you yet. God has a purpose why we are alive today. And God wants us to know that this morning that you are getting comforted, and, but someone else is not getting comforted. But God wants you to bring the same comfort that you receive into those lives. Into those lives. Now let me narrow this topic because it's a very wide topic of handling grief. <coughs> Excuse me. During crisis, how do we understand, how do we handle grief during this situation? And that's what we are going to talk about in the next few minutes quickly. When I go look into the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, that's where we go. When we do not know how do we deal with the situation, we need to go to Jesus. When I don't know how to preach, I go to Jesus and look at him, the way he did, the way he worked, the way he moved. You know, for every sermon, for, for every action that Jesus did on the face of this earth, there is a sermon. And this morning I'm trying to get my sermon from our Lord Jesus Christ by observing what exactly, how exactly he handled grief during the loss of his beloved Lazarus. We read that in John chapter 11. <clears throat> when I look into this, I understand two things there from John chapter 11. There are two things that are prominent here from John chapter 11, the way Jesus dealt with grief. Grieve with those who grieve. And grieve with hope. That's what exactly Jesus did in John chapter 11. He grieved with those who grieve. And he, but he grieved with hope. I will take you in a little bit detail, a little, little more detail right now. So let's talk about number one. Grieve with those who grieve. Grieve with those who grieve. The question that comes in our lives, can Christians grieve? Can a child of God grieve? The answer is absolute yes. Absolutely, we can grieve because Lord Jesus Christ grieved. People may say, don't cry, your loved one is in heaven. At times that doesn't make any sense at all. 
People may comfort saying that, you know, he's in a better place right now. She's in a better place. There's no more sorrow, no more pain. But you know what? When we are going through grief, that doesn't really make any sense. That may be true. But it is important to deal with the very pain of death or loss. It is important to deal with the reality, with the reality of the deadly pain that we encounter when we lose some of our dear ones. There is no reason why we should feel guilty for grieving. Because grieving is a necessary part of God's pathway for healing. Grieving is a necessary part for God's pathway for to healing. Deep faith in Christ does not prevent grief when someone dies. But it infuses grief with hope. Deep faith in Christ does not prevent someone grieving when his or her loved one dies. But it infuses the grief, infuses, so the, the grieving process infuses grief with uh, grief, with hope. As Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, do not grieve like others who have no hope. That's what exactly he says. But he says, but grieve with hope. When you lose your loved one, do not grieve like others who do not have hope. But you grieve with hope. Though grief is bitter at times, we must allow sorrow to run its natural flow. Grief is painful. Going through the process of grieving is painful. But we must allow sorrow to take its natural flow. Isaiah 53.3, Bible says, it talks about, the prophet talks about Lord Jesus Christ, Isaiah 53.3. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. The scripture talks about Lord Jesus Christ. He was a man of sorrows. That doesn't mean that he was not happy at all. That doesn't mean that he was not having a good time on the face of this earth. That doesn't mean that he was not spending time with his disciples. That doesn't mean that he was not cracking jokes. He was doing everything. But he was a man of sorrow. And he was acquainted with the grief. He was acquainted with the grief. You know, grieving was part of the life of Lord Jesus Christ. Denying or controlling your pain, denying or controlling your sorrow can lead to emotional difficulties. Deep faith in Christ does not prevent someone from grieving. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 verse 4, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. This morning you feel like crying, just go ahead and cry. You feel like you know, you're not talking to somebody and sitting at a corner of your house for a few days. Just do whatever way you want to do. If you mourn, God is there to comfort you. He's the God of all comfort. Today as I speak, there are millions of homes today on the face of this earth are grieving for the loss of their loved ones. Some of you may be going through the terrible pain of loss in your lives too. I pray that God may speak to you right now. Let's see how Jesus responded to the loss of his beloved Lazarus. 
in Bethany when he heard that Lazarus died. Let's go back to John chapter 11. When he heard that Lazarus was dead, he immediately went to Bethany. And even his disciples were telling him, Lord, you should not go there because do you remember yesterday, a couple of days before, they were trying to kill you. They were trying to stone you to death. The Lord, it's not advisable that you will go back to Bethany. But Lord God, he wanted to go immediately the moment he heard that Lazarus died. And let's go back to John chapter 11, verses 33 and 30, 33 to 39. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, Jesus came and Jesus saw Mary and Martha weeping, uh, her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping. You know, you can understand the situation over there right now as Jesus was coming towards the tomb of the tomb of Lazarus. People around there, they were weeping, even though it was three, four days already. There were people coming, knowing that hearing that Jesus is coming back to the town. And they gathered there, they were weeping. Bible says he groaned, Jesus groaned in the spirit and he was troubled, verse 34. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see, verse 35. Jesus wept. Our God is a God who acquainted with, who is acquainted with grief. Who is not keeping himself away from those who are grieving. Who could very well associate himself with those who are grieving today? My sister, my brother, as you are grieving over the loss in your family, Jesus is not away from you. Do not think that Jesus is hiding himself. He is standing beside you. He is standing next to you. And he is even crying. The same Jesus who wept standing before the tomb of Lazarus. He is weeping today. Then Jews said, see how he loved him. Verse 38. If you can skip 37. Then Jesus again groaning in himself. He came to the tomb. And it was a cave. And a stone lay against it. Verse 39. Jesus said. Take away the stone. Take away the stone. Bible says when Jesus heard this. When Jesus saw this situation there. Jesus wept. He groaned within himself that he couldn't control his emotions when he saw someone going through grieving with those who grieve is part of the calling of a child of God. Having deep faith in Christ doesn't prevent one from grieving. Bible clearly talks about the stand that we have to take to deal with those who grieve. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verses 15 and 16, reading from NIV. Romans 12, 15 and 16. Bible clearly says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with the people of low position. Do not be conceited. Means do not be excessively proud. This is the call of God on you and me. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And cry with those who cry. And groan with those who are groaning. Mourn with those who are mourning. Do not consider yourself above. Associate yourself with those who are suffering. Associate yourself with those who are going through difficult times right now. And do not be conceited. Do not become excessively proud. 
You know, we want to be friends with family and friends in good times. We should also come alongside of them in their bad times. This is the call of God on you and me. We cannot ignore their struggles. We cannot ignore their pain, what they are going through. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 4 says, There is a time to weep and a time to laugh. There is a time to mourn and a time to dance. You know, life is built with all these blocks. And the blocks come one after the other in your life and my life. And they will pass by as they pass by. God wants us to, God wants the church, God wants the children of God to stand with those who are struggling, those who are going through difficult times right now. No matter what nation they are from, no matter what, what part of the globe they are from. For some of them who lost their loved ones, the grieving process is going to take months and years together. And even, you know what, some of, for some of them it's going to be lifelong. This morning as I speak, some of you are unable to forget the memories of your father who died many years ago. Some of you are unable to forget those moments, the good times that you had with your mom who is no more alive on the face of this earth. Grieving is going to take years after years. Some of them are who lost their lives during the past months, they are still in shock of the loss. Some of them are regretting and they are feeling guilty for the inability to provide better medical help, medical treatment. In their inability to provide the end of care life, end of life care, their inability to do a formal, formal goodbye, formal funeral for them. They feel guilty. They, feel they are still regretting. They are feeling guilty. Some of them live in anger because they blame the government. They blame the medical system for their failure to, uh, you know, failure to take care of their family members who, lo who are lost. Some of them live in fear of their own fate. If that would have happened to my husband last week, what is going to happen me, to me and what is going to happen to the rest of the family members? They live in fear, whatever it may be. Bible says Jesus went to Bethany and he allowed himself to be part of those who were grieving at that moment. God wants the church to do that, constantly be in touch with them. When you call them, they may not respond well. That doesn't mean that they are ignoring you. They are trying to handle their grief. When you call them, they don't speak to you well. That doesn't mean that they are neglecting you. That doesn't mean that they are angry with you. If you don't talk to them, probably they don't have anyone else who cares for them. You need to call them. Those survivors who lost their loved ones, you need to talk to them. So this morning, we are coming to an understanding. We grieve because... It is proper to grieve at the loss of our loved ones. We grieve because death is our enemy. We grieve because death separates our lives from our loved ones. We grieve with those who grieve because Jesus did so. We grieve with those who grieve, but we grieve with hope. Just going to talk about a little bit about the second aspect of Jesus. Jesus' ministry in Bethany, grieve with hope. The first thing that death 
removes from the lives of family members is hope. When hope is lost, everything is lost. Death removes hope from the lives of the family members. Once people become hopeless, it is very hard to build the hope in their lives. The whole human being is grieving at the loss of their loved ones, including the children of God. You know, when death comes, when such a situation comes, nobody is spared on the face of this earth. Because that's what is biblical. We see that in the past. We see that through the ages, when such things happen, even children of God, they are taken through the suffering. But there is a difference between the world grieves, the way the world grieves, and the way you grieve. We grieve with hope, but others, those who do not know Christ, they grieve with no hope. You know, this is a mystery. This morning I'm so delighted, I'm so glad to talk about the mystery. The mystery is called hope. Can you say that with me? Hope. This is an amazing thing that the Word of God talks about. This brings strength in your life. You know, when you are so weak, when hope comes in your life, you are again rejuvenated and you are ready for the course of life again. And this morning, this is my prayer. God, you may revive, you may bring hope, Lord, because right now we are talking about the mystery called hope. And you know what? This mystery is contrary to the rest of the world, what the rest of the world believes. Listen to me. The world believes that the death is the end of life. But Christ's followers believe, believe death is the beginning. The world believes once buried, gone forever. But we believe those who died will rise again. See the contradicting nature of the belief, what the world believes and what you believe and I believe. world believes the death is a loss. But we believe death is gain. World believe death is eternal separation. But we believe death separates only from the face of this earth. Only from the life that is seen on the earth. World believes to be absent from the body is to be present nowhere. But we believe to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We are talking about the mystery of hope this morning. The world believes once we are dead, we don't know where we are going, nowhere probably, but we believe to be absent from this world, from this body, is to be present with the Lord. This morning, God wants you get, to get comforted. The world believes this world is the best place to live, but we believe there is a better place than this world, and the best is yet to come. World believe this is a place that's a better place, best place to live. But we are looking for a better place than this world. And this morning I want to tell you the best is yet to come. That's why Paul writes saying, this is what he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13, reading from NIV. Can you read this with me? Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. We do not grieve like the rest of the mankind who do not have hope. The visit that Jesus made to Bethany was not just to participate in a funeral service. And of course he was buried already. 
Not just to, you know, pay a visit there, just to be there with the family members and grieve for a few minutes. Grieve with Mary and Martha like the rest of the people did. No, 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 no. That was not the objective of Jesus' visit to Bethany. He went there to grieve with hope. You know, this morning, that's what God is calling you to do. That's what God is calling you to do. There is a purpose when you deal with someone who is going through the loss. God wants to grieve along with them with hope. I want you to notice the hope that Jesus was trying to give, bring in the midst of hopelessness. In the midst of those who are grieving. Let's go back to John chapter 11 verses 23 to 26. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Look at the word of hope that Jesus was speaking in that situation. He was telling Martha, Martha, your brother will rise again. You know, this is what exactly God wants you to do and myself to do. Verse 24, Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? You know, this morning we are talking about grieving with hope. When Lord Jesus Christ went into a place where people were grieving over the death of Lazarus. And Jesus is standing there and saying that those who believe in me, even though he dies, he will live. He will live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. You know, this is the word of hope that God wants you to bring to this nation that are dying. This is the word of hope that God wants you to bring to those families that are dying. This is the hope that you, God, wants you to speak when you call those people, call those individuals. Because of this hope, Paul is saying in Philippians chapter 1 verse 21, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. This morning I want you to understand what God is telling you, telling to you, speaking to you about death. Paul writes saying, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. <coughs> this is what I understand. When I am alive, for me to live is Christ. I know this much about Christ. But when I die, I'm going to gain. I'm not going to lose. I'm going to gain because I'm going to see him face to face. For the believer, for a believer, death does not bring sorrow, but rejoicing with anticipation. We do not long for death. It doesn't mean that we want to die. No, 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 no. We don't long for death, but we don't fear it either. We don't long to die. But we don't fear it either. Paul says again in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. He says, we are confident. Who are that we he's talking about? We are the church. We are those who believe in Lord Jesus Christ. We are those who are washed by his blood. We are those who call the Christians. We are those who call Christ followers. We are confident. Yes. Well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. You know, this morning God wants the church to know this truth of dying, to know this truth of grieving over the loss of your family member for the believer who has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. 
Death is merely a open doorway into another life. The life is not ending here on the face of this earth, but the life is continuing and God wants us to know when death comes on our way, we will be able to face it rejoicing because it is going to take us into another life and that life is so amazing as the scripture says. When death comes and knocks at our doors, we don't fear. Death cannot have authority over you. Romans chapter 6 verse 9 Paul writes here, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion, authority, power, control over Jesus. If that is so, that is if that what had happened to our first brother, you know, to the church, it is exactly the same thing is going to happen. If that had happened to our forerunner as a Christ follower, this is what exactly happened to you and me. Death has no longer dominion over your life. Death has no control to limit your life. Death has no control to stop your life. Death has no authority over your life because death has lost its power. Word of God clearly says death has lost its power. First Corinthians chapter 15 Verse 55, Paul writes again, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? You lost when Jesus died at the cross. Death, you lost your power. You cannot sting people anymore. You cannot threaten children of God anymore because you lost your power when Jesus rose from the dead victoriously. The power of God that fell upon your life that is able to, that is quickened, that will quicken your mortal bodies into immortal. This is the truth. This is the word of God. This morning God wants you to listen to this. Today you are afraid of death. You are afraid, so afraid that death can come to your family at any time. Or you may be grieving over the loss of your loved one or your family members, as the world does. But God is speaking to you this morning. And I want you to read these lines of a known song and confess and declare your faith in Lord Jesus Christ right now. Can you just do that quickly? As we get these words in screen right now, can you read and confess and declare your faith in the Lord? Let's do it together. No guilt in life. No fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or till he calls me home here in the power of Christ I will stand let this be a declaration let this be your you, you, you are, you are, uh, the truth that you understand you acknowledge and you proclaim to the rest of the world this is our hope we are not afraid of death we don't grieve over death without hope we grieve with hope it appears to be foolish at times. I don't deny that. At times it appears to be foolish. But we as children of God hope in the promise of God. In the promise of the word of God. Because our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is not anywhere else. Our hope is in Jesus because I believe it strongly because Jesus said so. 
I believe it because of these scriptures I'm going to read right now. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. This is what exactly Jesus said. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And then what else he said in verse 3? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. The world does not know this truth. For them your faith appears to be foolish, but as a child of God, God wants you to know, because we are standing in this promise if you take the scripture out of this equation, we don't have any hope. We will grieve without hope. But today, we can grieve with hope because we are standing on the promises of God. Bible teaches a powerful truth known as life eternal. Life eternal. Children of God, God wants us to know. God wants us to rejoice. God wants us to forget everything. God wants us to, those who are grieving, those who are lost in your life, in your family, God doesn't want you to be sorrowful over them. There is time to grieve. There is time to be sorrowful. But be with hope. Do not lose your hope on Christ Jesus. Do not lose your hope on the eternity to, to, to which they went. And we will also go there one day. Bring this hope and comfort to those who are not having hope. When death strikes our families, if we take this hope out of our lives, we will be grieving. We will be living in pain and sorrow and agony like the rest of the world. But this is what people with no Christ experience during loss. They suffer because they do not have hope. Even believers, at times they need to be reminded with the truth. Often, during situations like this, crisis situation like this, that's the reason God is speaking to you this morning and reminding you. God wants you to bring that hope to your family members. God wants you to bring that hope to the rest of your family. God wants you to bring that hope to all your friends that you are connected with today. This morning, as we are going to close right now, just want to highlight point, uh, highlight some of the sermon, some of the sermon aspects that we I spoke about right now, and we are going to get into a time of prayer. Having deep faith in Christ doesn't really prevent one from grieving, but we do not grieve like the rest of the world do, but we grieve with hope. We don't grieve like people, other, uh, people of this world grieve, but we grieve with hope. We just do exactly what Jesus did in times of loss. Grieve with those who grieve, but grieve with hope. We are not afraid of death, as death has no power over our lives. God wants you to bring this hope and this comfort into those lives that are not having such hope. There is a reason why you are alive and I am alive today on the face of this earth. May God strengthen you. Shall we just get into a time of quick prayer?